Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. In this episode, I'm going to answer a question that I'm getting asked a lot whenever I present uh, at trainings, at events, whenever I, specifically whenever I do Q&A sessions um, at my events, uh, when we have people come to our trainings here at our training center, I seem to get a lot of people, especially those that are in the early stages of starting a, a new business, ask about the niching of their business, of their offer, of their product, of their service. And you've probably been told or you've heard a million times about the importance of picking your niche and getting really clear on your niche. But a lot of people don't know how to do that. And in particular, I think the problem is that a lot of people are fearful about making a decision, committing to a niche, getting it wrong. So in this episode, I'm hopefully going to give you some food for thought and help you with that decision-making process. So um, first and foremost, why is it important? I, I mean, it is very difficult. It's impossible almost to, I believe, get a business off the ground without having a specific customer avatar, unless, unless you've got very deep pockets. So the reason behind that is, let's say for argument's sake, you're launching the next Netflix. That's a service for the masses. If you're going to do that, I'm not saying you couldn't make that work, but you'd need very deep pockets in order to get attention and in order to advertise that service, that product. So it's much easier if you niche and specialize down. Um, and in doing that, you're not trying to market and sell to everybody on the planet. You're trying to market and sell to this small section of the community, this small section of society. So it's, um, it's much easier to get attention when you're trying to appeal to just a small number of people. And then there's nothing to stop you from growing and expanding and broadening later. Um, Netflix is actually a really good example of this. I was listening to a podcast um, with one of the founders of Netflix and, and he said, look, when we started Netflix, I didn't have the vision for it to become as big as it is today. Like at the start, literally, we were just testing whether or not people would want, um, and he tested with a very small niche market, whether people would actually want to subscribe to such a service. Um, and I think actually the story is that it was originally a DVD rental service where they would send stuff through the post. And it's evolved, of course, now um, to become you know, one, of the, one of the best known companies and uh, one of the most, I suppose, popular um, subscriptions on the planet. So always start off with a specific niche. Um, and uh, the, more, the more specific you can get with your customer avatar, who it is, you're targeting the better. So there's there's a few different factors or a few different contributions to a well-formed niche, which I'm going to run through with you. And then what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to give you my checklist. There's five different, often somebody will um, ask me in a Q&A, for example, they'll say, look, Nick, you know, I've got all these different business ideas. I don't know which one to pick. And so that uncertainty is kind of paralyzing them. And so what I'm going to do in a minute is give you my checklist so that if you've got two, three, four, five different business ideas, five different um, niche 
markets you could take your expertise, your service to, then um, running it through this quick checklist will hopefully give you um, the best of those ideas to run with. Um, the other thing I'm going to say before I dive in here is that um, picking a niche, specializing, taking your product or service to a certain small group of people is not a life sentence. That is not something that you have to work with that audience um, and serve that niche forever. It's a marketing tactic to get you started. Um, I often use Tony Robbins as a great example of this. Tony Robbins, one of the best known um, experts, if you like, on the planet when it comes to personal development, self-improvement, um, and he's not niched. So, you know, he'll do um, trainings and seminars and coaching on relationships, on business growth, on financial freedom, on uh, improving your career, your health, your fitness, everything. But what a lot of people don't realize is that when he started, which was what, like 30 odd years ago now, he started off very niche doing phobia cures for people that had like crazy irrational fears of flying or snakes or whatever it might have been, needles. So he would do these phobia cures and that's how he kind of built his brand. That's how he became known um, in a small local area for the guy that did phobia cures in this small local area. Uh, I believe it was somewhere in California. And then, of course, um, he broadened out and today, you know, he does seminars, workshops, conferences, trainings on all different areas of mindset and personal development. But he started off as a niche expert. Um, and I could give you a hundred other examples just like it. So here we go. There's three ways that you can niche or three ways that you can become a specialist. Um, the first one, and this is the easiest one, is you take whatever your product or service does and you specialize in serving a certain group of people. So there's three P's here when it comes to niche. And the first one is people. So the question that you ask yourself regarding the group of people you're going to target is who specifically is this for? I've got loads of examples of clients we work with who are effectively business coaches, but they do it for a specific group of people. So we've got a guy who's a business coach, shout out Gordon Bircham, for martial arts school owners. We've got a lady who's a business coach, for a shout out for Jilly Woodhouse, who I'm actually speaking to as soon as I finish recording this episode. Um, she's a business coach for osteopaths. Um, we've got another guy uh, called Michael Keenan, absolute legend. Um, and he is effectively is an ad agency, he runs Facebook and Instagram ads for scalp micropigmentation clinics, like a hair replacement therapy. Um, so we've got a, these people that effectively have generic products and services. They their business coaches or their marketing agencies or whatever. Um, you know, same in the fitness business, You've got people that we work with who are personal trainers and they, spe they specialize or specify the type of person they're working with, not just everybody. So the first way to specialize, the easiest way actually is to go, look, out of all the people I could help, let's pick one group. And I'm gonna tell you my five points in my checklist in a minute, which will help you decide which group to specialize in. And what that means is when you've done that first thing, in other words, selected a group of people. The second thing is you then say, right, now I know who I'm speaking to, what's their biggest pain or what's their biggest problem? Um, and there's, a, there's actually a distinction I've made on this recently, which is not necessarily what you think their biggest pain or problem is, but what they know is their biggest pain or problem. So often it will be something that they are already, they can self-diagnose. So like they're walking around saying, I really struggle with this. Um, you know, so to use the examples I just used, um, 
you know, Michael Keenan, for example, who does Facebook ads and Instagram ads for scalp micropigmentation clinics, he knows their biggest pain is one of two things, either, um, and he's got two different types of client, either one, they've got no clue how to get started with Facebook or Instagram ads, so he takes that off their hands, or two, they're using Facebook and Instagram ads, but they're not getting decent results. So they're losing money, that's their pain. So he's got two different avatars, um, but he specializes in those type of clinics. So the question is, what's the biggest pain they've got that you can solve? And the more specific that pain is, the more aware they are of that pain, the better. I, I, I speak to a lot of people who are, you know, mindset coaches, and I just say, look, the best, the best suggestion I would give is to specialize in solving a specific mindset issue they know they've got. For example, they suffer or they've been di diagnosed with anxiety, or somebody's been uh, diagnosed with depression or another mental health issue. In doing that, I mean, I know that those people, um, you'll know who you are if you're listening to this, that are well-trained, well-qualified as coaches, as therapists. You know, you've got this amazing ability to help people change their lives. But the problem is if you're not, um, if you're not got many clients, if you're not managed to uh, attract clients, then you're not really helping anybody. So I would suggest that you'd be better off picking a specific group of people, solving a specific pain to start with, to get yourself off the ground, then you can always broaden out later. It's exactly what I did when I started my first business in 2008. Um, I specialized as um, the group of people I was helping were uh, life coaches and NLP professionals. The pain I was solving was they didn't know how to write their own marketing materials. And the promise I was making was, when I write your copy for you, your emails, your sales letters, etc., cetera, um, my promise is that you'll generate between 50 and 100,000 pounds a year in sales when you use the copy, when you follow my advice. So there was a very specific promise that I was making as well. So the first P is people, who you're supporting, who you're serving. The second is what's their biggest pain. And the third is what's the promise? And the promise, again, the more measurable you can make that promise, the better. Nobody wants, everyone says, oh, you know, I wanna get in better shape or I wanna be financially free, I wanna have a better life, um, I wanna have a great relationship, but how do you measure it? So the more specific you can get with the pain and the promise, the better. Um, great example is um, my parents, the amazing Tony and Nikki V. Um, they are amazing at coaching people around relationships. So um, back in the day when they really wanted to up their game and, and get a lot more high paying clients, rather than just coaching anybody and everybody, we decided to create a program called Save Your Marriage in a Week, which was designed, that attacks a certain pain, doesn't it? That's for people who are married and on the brink of divorce. It was like crisis coaching. And so consequently, um, you know, that wasn't for singles that were looking to get in a relationship. It wasn't for couples that are happy, but just want to, you know, turn up the dial on their intimacy and their relationship. It was people that are on the, you know, on the cusp of divorce in crisis. And the promise was that by the end of this week, you'll either um, be able to commit to one another and have a blissful um, and fulfilling marriage, or you'll decide to separate and do that amicably, saving you a fortune in legal fees. So there was a very specific measurable promise, which is why they were able to charge £10,000 a week for coaching. Um, so hopefully those examples are useful. Remember, first thing, get clear on who you're serving, the group of people that you're targeting. Then once you've done that, what's their biggest pain that you, your product, your service can solve? And what's the promise? What's the result, the, me the measurable result that you can promise them? 
um, and always focus on what they want and the problem they know they've got versus what you think they need or what you think their problem is. So um, finally, one of the things that I get asked a lot when I'm, when I'm doing Q&As and stuff is like, how do I pick? I've got a bunch of different niche markets I could go to. How do I decide? So there's five, um, there's five items on what I would call my checklist for creating, for deciding upon a well-formed niche market. And they'll start with the letter C. So you can write these down. Um, or if you're driving, please don't write them down. But they'll, they'll be relatively easy for you to remember because they'll start with the letter C. So let's say for argument's sake, you've got a few different niches that you're considering. Maybe, you know, maybe you're in the fitness business. Let's use that as an example. And you're going, well, I could work with, um, you know, men who want to lose weight. I could work with um, women that want to improve their athletic performance. I could work with young athletes. I could, there's lots of different niches I could go to because I'm widely skilled. How do I pick? So there's five criteria. The first one um, is what do you care about most? Like, what are you most passionate about? So care is the first one. Um, if you look at all the different options that you could work with, all the different types of people you could work with, who do you care most about serving? Um, that would be the first criteria that I'd consider. Because bottom line, the people that you care about working with, that you enjoy working with most, are likely the ones that you're going to put most time, effort, attention into working with. And you know, you're going to enjoy the journey a lot more. So the first one is care. Who do you care about most? The second is where are you most credible? Where do you have most credibility? So let's say for argument's sake, um, we'll keep using the fitness example. Let's say you're a female fitness trainer and you've had, uh, you've had children and you've managed to get yourself in amazing shape post children. You're already credible in that area. Now, I'm not saying that's a re that's the only area you could go into, but that would be a tick, if you like, um, against the criteria called you're credible because you've been on that journey yourself. Or indeed, let's say you haven't had that experience. Let's say you're a man, but you've had a lot of clients who happen to be women that have had children and you've helped them get in amazing shape. You've got credibility, not because you've done it yourself, but you've got clients that have been on that journey and got the result. So ask yourself, where are you most credible? Either through your own personal experience or through the results, through the experiences that your clients have had. Um, because the more credible you are, the more e the easier it's going to be to craft a, a marketing message that resonates and likely attracts people. So first one, who do you care about working with most? Second one, which area are you most credible? Where have you got proven results? Where have you got a track record? The third one, the third C is contacts. Where do you already have a decent contact base. So if you've already built an audience on Facebook, let's say you've already got a Facebook group of a certain type of person, that'd certainly be a reason why you would probably, it would probably be smart to niche to that group of people because you've already got contacts, you've already got connections. Let's say you already built a community or you're already part of a community of a certain type of person. That would make sense for you to go into that niche because your, the chances are that your first batch of clients or the first batch of customers are going to come from your existing contact base, your existing connections, um, what I normally call your first or second degree connections, people you know, or at least people that they know. So where are you already well connected? That would be another um, tick, if you like. If you can think of a niche or a group of people where 
I really care about working with these people. I'm credible. I've got a track record either myself or with my clients and I'm well connected in that world. Those would be three really strong reasons to go for that niche. The fourth, you've got to assess to what degree there's competition. So the fourth C is competition. To what degree is there already competition in the marketplace? Doesn't make sense for you to set up, we'll keep with the fitness example, for you to set up a fitness business specializing in helping um, men over 50 that want to lose a beer belly, let's say, if there's already two or three trainers in your local area doing the exact same thing because there's already competition. It'd be smarter for you to go where there isn't competition. Um, and then finally, you have to consider this, where's the cash? Where's the money? What group of people could you, could you target, could you focus on that have access to funds to invest in your products and services? It doesn't really make sense for you to build a business based upon selling to people that don't have any money. Um, it makes it infinitely more difficult for you to generate decent revenues and profits doing that. So um, that's a checklist. You're probably not going to find a niche where you can go, yes, 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 to all five of those things. But as you're considering the different potential niche markets for you to take your product, your service to, use those five things as checklists and go, look, if I, can tick the, if I can tick four out of the five, that's pretty good. If I can tick five out of the five, brilliant. Um, but the chances are, if you've got a few different niche markets you're considering, you run it through that checklist, there'll be one that will stand out as it ticks more of the boxes than the others. Um, and that's where I'd start. Remember, niching, specializing is a marketing tactic. It is not a life sentence. I started off in 2008 writing copy, providing a specific service that solved a problem for a specific group of people, i.e. life coaches and NLPers. That isn't what I do anymore. A very small part of what I suppose our trainings are about, our mastermind program is about, maybe like less than 5% of it is about writing copy, writing emails, writing sales letters, creating brochures, writing ads for your business. That's like a very small section of what we now do. And NLPers and coaches make up a very small section of our audience, our community. But we started off super specialized, super niche. That's why I managed to get a relative amount of success quite quickly. And then as I grew, I expanded the niche. So it was then no longer coaches and NLPers. Um, it was all kind of experts, coaches, trainers, etc. And then it was no longer just copy. It was all marketing. Then it was marketing and sales. Now it's kind of more broad overall business strategy, which includes some elements of marketing and sales. So start off specialized, start off focusing on a specific group of people, solving a pain, um, delivering on a certain promise, and then you can become more of a generalist. As you grow, expand, you can then impact more and more people. But to make ultimate impact from day one, the more specialist you can be, the better. So hopefully you found this episode useful, interesting. Thanks for tuning in as always, and I'll speak to you very soon. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.